Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is Loreforge Live, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. I said Loreforge Live. That's our Twitch thing. Anyway, welcome to Loreforge. <laughs> this is episode 18, and we are your hosts. I am Jibs, and we are joined tonight. Sonny couldn't make it. He's out saving the world one fire at a time. We're learning how to save the world one fire at a time at the Academy. I don't know what he's doing. I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, but... <laughs> I know he sent Let me know pictures. if you want me to go into it. I know exactly where he's at. Yeah, you can you can jump it in a moment. <laughs> Sonny is Sonny's at the National Fire Academy learning arson investigation things. Perfect. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. So we reached out to our good friend Ashes of Relation. Burns is here. How are you, bud? Fantastic. So happy to be here. Yeah. Good to have you, man. Good to have you. We're gonna jump in a little bit to um to all the things Burns and Ashes of Relation. Ashes of Relations, so I look forward to that. But yeah, man, I'm super stoked to have you with us here tonight. Happy to, to be here, actually, and instead of leaving multitudes of voicemails. Multitudes. <laughs> yeah, man, so stoked to have you here. Yep. Bongslayer XX69 guy, he's a jerk. Yeah, what a jerk, that dude. Such a jerk. Definitely a Reddit troll. I think we found out who Victor is. Burns? Burns, are you Victor? No, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, I don't know if so that was good. Russian. Oh, it's it's not the me to be <laughs> from Aldersea. <laughs> oh, and you heard him. Cash is here. Hi, guys. I think we need to do. I think I think we need to do a little icebreaker with Burnsy. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I'm calling him. I'm calling him Burnsy. Oh, can can do I do it. this? I do this with my class every. Uh, yes. Remote Let's do an icebreaker. Okay, gentlemen. Okay, so this is always a fun one. If you had to give your arch and nemesis. A superpower. What superpower would you give them? Burns, you have to go first because you're the you're the new one here. Well, I mean, I just in my arch nemesis, a super I want to give him a crappy superpower, but that's kind of boring. I'd rather give him a fun superpower. So when I kill them, then like it, it actually means something. So I would give them the ability to control time. Ooh. Ooh, okay. There you go. I like that. Cash, where's your head at? Um I don't know. You know, you really put me on the spot with this icebreaker. Um <laughs> The ability to burp on command. Ooh, okay, perfect. Perfect. I dig it. Mine is anytime they speak, they fart. (laughs) That's not a, that's an ailment, not a superpower. It's like he has a, there was no clarifying. That's a, it's called a Zanker diverticulum. That that happens. It's true. It's gross. Is it really? That's really a thing? (laughs) Oh, yeah, so yeah. you can get like this outpouching of yeah. your esophagus that goes back in food and gross stuff will get stuck there. So every time these people open their mouths, it smells like poop. It's like it's like oh, they're farting gosh. every time they speak. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. that's so gross. See, or love- the actual bowel obstruction where your bowels completely back up. And then every time you open your mouth or burp, it smells like a fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, it's so gross. This show's taking such a turn. Yeah, oh. there you go. Well, anyway, Burns, so stoked to have you here to, uh, tonight with us, dude. We're going to have a wonderful time. And so for everyone who's tuning in, thank you so much for pushing play. Joining us here at the show today, we're answering your mail. We're going to learn more about Burns and Ashes of Relation, everything he's been doing over there on his YouTube channel, all the awesome things he's been doing. And, of course, we're going to do uh, – this is our dedicated episode for a discussion on the November Artisanship System Development Update. Whew, that's Twister. But before we get started, gentlemen, we got mail. It's here. It's right here. Got mail. I like mail. Did they did they did they slow boat mail to you again? A little, a little bit. Okay. A little bit. Cool. You know, we should write them back. 
and let them know that there's email now. We could do clerk. Uh, what? Gosh, I can't talk tonight. Calligraphy. There you go. Perfect. Sign like language. It. Yeah. You've, wait, how's that going to work? <laughs> Hieroglyphics. Even better. All right. So anyway, uh, first uh, email we got tonight is Wizzy McNasty. Oh, Wizzy. She Wizzy. says, hail fellow adventurers. I value the energy you fellows are putting into the ashes space. The community is better with you here. I look forward to watching your community and guild grow. Thanks for bringing us quality content with well-intended takes. When those Delia's Diaries episodes drop, I'll be the first to line up and gobble them up. I've waited years for someone to give the lore and love and content it deserves. Keep killing it, Wizzy McNasty. Well, that's really nice. Thanks, Wizzy. That's really cool. That's very Wizzy of her. We can promise you that lore is our stick. So mm-hmm. we are going to be all over lore as we get more and as the game develops and, you know, after launch and all that stuff is as, uh, as that wiki starts to starts to get bigger than it already is, which is mind boggling to think about. But, um, yeah, that lore will live here for sure. Absolutely. Bernsey, are you a lore guy? Uh, <laughs> converting? I like when they start with, uh... <laughs> Cash, Cash is converting me. We we did a collab video, and uh, he's he's converting me. I, I'm gonna say yes because I think in Ashes, if you know the lore, it will give you a little bit of a leg up. I think for mm. quests, and I think for there's probably gonna be some puzzle stuff where if you know the lore, you can breeze through it. So I'm gonna say yes. Mm. All right, I dig it. Ooh, I like puzzles. <laughs> Oh, and we also got a voicemail. This is from uh, good old Sonny. I'm assuming he's calling from the Fire Academy, so let's take a listen. <laughs> Hello, this is Inspector Agent uh, Smith calling from Crimea Bureau of, uh, let's say, Investigation. Yes, looking into a serious allegation crime, uh, American crime of, say, copyright violation perpetuated by a certain victor. Uh, serious allegation. Uh, it's definitely a legit investigation here in Crimea. I need you to contact me immediately by sending PayPal login information to xxbongslayer69 at gmail.com totally legit Crimean government email address don't don't worry about that at all anyway talk to you uh, soon be sure be sure send paypal and uh, login information thank you yeah no I, I that's it I think it just hang up uh, automatically maybe yeah no I yeah, they definitely, they definitely bought it. Yeah, either way, I, I don't care. You owe me 100 rubles and bag of meth. Oh, wait, no. Heel red button. <laughs> bag of meth. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Okay. The, the country of Crimea, which, which definitely still exists. Yes, I, I think we uh, I think we pinpointed maybe where Victor's from, <laughs> where the crime ring's from. If we ever get sued, it's we know what country out. it's coming from. <laughs> oh, oh, sunny. Goodness. All right. Well, Burns, so, dude, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Uh, we're so stoked to have you here. So kind of want to learn more a little bit about you, bud, and how you got started 
and content creation because it's very obvious this is not your first rodeo. That's very nice of you to say. Uh, I appreciate it. First, I just want to say every Monday when I wake up and I start driving to work, I'm I'm definitely not driving while I do it. <laughs> but I but I whip whip open my phone, go to YouTube, and I listen to you guys on my commute to work every Monday morning. I'm stuck in traffic or whatever, but it doesn't matter because I'm listening to my boys on Lower Forge. So thank you, because uh, it is it is a joy every time, and I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah, I think uh, this podcast is going to be it's going to be an event. Uh, I mean, right now, I mean, hey, we got a lot of people watching right now, and. Uh, as as this keeps going on and as the game actually like maybe releases in some form, uh, this is going to be a huge event. And so I am honored to be a part of it. And I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, we're happy. Well, to we appreciate here, you being here. Um, I think uh, we, we've talked about it before about how this is this has been a different content creator um, collaboration experience, way different than we've ever experienced with the folks here at at a. Uh, Ashes of Creation and, you know, guys like you and uh, Nice Gaming and Richie and Vladis and uh, Stakeno. I, I mean, it's just we are building a little family. And that is something that I think a lot of times is unprecedented because a lot of times it things like this are just all about competition. And we don't sense that at all from anybody. It's more about helping each other out and uh, collaborating and just trying to put our best foot forward for Intrepid so more eyes get on this game and uh it's god it's just been an amazing experience and and just your demeanor and, and who you are and and what you're doing over at your youtube channel like that's why you're here man like we really really respect and appreciate what you're doing appreciate it thanks yeah uh so jibs is right i uh have a another youtube channel that i started uh towards the end of medical school so med school is hard to get into there's a, like my med school had a four percent acceptance rate so uh, there were like 4600 applicants or something like that and they uh the, the entering class wasn't very big so it's it's a hard thing to do so i created a youtube channel back then on how to play the game to get into medical school like kind of uh, a how-to for dummies almost uh and uh i'll i'll post some clips on it my my hairline was much more advanced uh and uh <laughs> I, I you know much younger but uh I'll, I'll probably post some clips of uh, of that channel eventually in one of my uh, one of my videos so uh yeah i did that and then i was like oh i'm gonna continue it forever and then residency hit and i was working 100 hour weeks and i was like you know what i don't have any time for youtube i'm not gonna be able to continue this so i haven't added a video there for for forever uh but but yeah uh so I enjoy making videos and uh, I was I was watching um, uh, Rive Genesis. I was watching one of his videos. He was talking about how big guilds he thinks, you know, are going to have advantages and stuff. And uh, this is several months ago. And uh, so I was commenting. This is maybe six months ago. So I was commenting on his on his uh uh, video and then the next morning he released a video he said the comments section strikes back and he highlighted a few of my comments in there and i was like oh man what a what a cool thing to do what a cool guy like i felt listened to and that was so fun and i was like you know what i i've watched a million hours of ashes stuff i feel like i know a little bit about the game maybe i should start making stuff and so and then it went from there and as i was kind of preparing i saw some of the things you guys were doing and i was like man the level of their production is so high and so it your it was always uh like hey 
I'm here right now. You guys are up here. Let's at least try to move the needle to get a little closer to their production value. And so you guys have done a fantastic job with that and uh, really helping the Ashes creator space advance uh, as as a group. So uh, that's that's been my experience so far. Thanks, man. Well, thank you, man. That's yeah. that's super kind of you to say. Um, you know, when I listen to your videos and, and I remember I remember when I watched your one of your first videos and I remember having a conversation with uh, Jibs and Sonny and said, hey, if you guys have not checked out Ash as a Relation, you have to listen to it because this guy feels super at home and he, he knows a lot about the game. And the way that he presents his videos is there's just something about it that is that is very special. You have a very special style and the way that I will explain your style personally is like when I watch your videos, I feel like. I'm wrapping myself in a nice warm ashes of creation blanket. I, and really, I, that probably sounds so stupid, but it really is the best way to kind of wrap it up of how your style is. And like, you know, you, how would you explain to people how your style differs from other content creators? Well, I appreciate it, man. That's that's a super nice compliment. So, uh, so I try to make the videos that I would have wanted when I was consuming content not not just not producing as well when i was only consuming uh if i could i i I wouldn't want to rename my channel right now but if i could it would be ashes of implication because i feel like i i want my i take my channel i take the topic and then i talk about the systems that you know maybe we just found out about or maybe i pull some old ones in to intermix with some of the new ones we've discovered And then I talk about the implications from that. Like, what is this going to look like when the game actually comes out? How uh, how are these systems going to pan out when the game launches six months down the road, a year down the road and from there? And I try to take uh, uh, kind of a a Bob Ross approach with it. You know, I uh, I think MMOs and video games sometimes, like you're saying, can have kind of a competitive edge to them and and. you know, in order for like a like a zero sum game. And I don't I don't think that's true. I think MMOs <clears throat> servers on MMOs, I think, can be elevated by having a uh, a better player population. I think if you have a server full of great people, everyone is going to have a good time. But if you have a if you have a server full of people that are just stepping on everyone to to try to get ahead, then I think Ashes is going to be unique because that's actually going to drag the server down. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so that's that. That's my style. I, I try to do more implication type videos. Like, I think it's going to look like this uh, and then try to make some personal stuff in there, too. Yeah. And I think that's where I think that's where that warm blanket comes in, because you're you're adding that personal stuff in there. And it it made me want to get to know you. And here you are. Now you're here. Yeah, we love your stuff, man. Appreciate it. So when you talk like, you know, server reputation, people in there, how they're acting and everything, is that what you look forward to in Ashes of Creation? Like, what's your what's your stick? Like, what's your thing that you just can't wait to do? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's uh, that and politics. So I, uh, I love politics in game. I'm not talking about politics in the real world. I think gaming transcends politics in the real world. I mean, we had people in my Discord channel from all different walks of life and no one really cares about current day, whatever, you know, whatever the society's telling us, hey, we should be split apart in all these different factions, whatever. We're gamers like 
gaming transcends politics. But but anyways, I like in-game politics. So, for example, when uh, when New World was still pretty fresh, I was in guild leadership and in my guild and uh, there there is something I just got to go like hop in discord with other people and be like, hey, uh, it'd be kind of cool if uh, if you guys like declared war on that territory and we did on this one at the same time. And so we would like split the enemy because they they own two territories. And I thought the politicking was so much fun with that. And just getting to know people from from all different walks of life was was a blast. And then the server reputation, too. I enjoy uh, like when I see someone in town, I I always see their avatar, you know, whatever. I know something about them already. So when I'm looking for a tank, I'm looking for deeps or whatever. Uh, when people message me, it's like, oh, I know of this person, at least, or I know of their guild and, and the reputation based off of that. Let's let's see how this let's see how this interaction plays out. Dude, I distinctly remember your name at the top of the leaderboard in a war when we were fighting against you, when we had the Lore Seekers podcast going for New World at the time. What? Yeah, we fought in a war against each other multiple times. We were on the same server. No, no. Yeah, because I remember distinctly Cash was healing. (laughs) And I remember him at one point like, look at that guy's healing. What? I mean, it was just an ungodly amount of healing that you put out. And wait, seriously, we really did. And because it took me for a minute the, the other day when I remember you bringing it up and I forget where we were talking about it, but you had talked about New World before. I don't know if it was yeah. on our Discord server or what. But I, I distinctly remember fighting a Burns, and this Burns had a stupid amount of healing, and it was in our <laughs> wars. Well, I think it was at least two wars, two or three wars that we were in. But yeah. No way. Yeah. And that probably sounds like me complaining about it, too. And that-, <laughs> <laughs> that part's probably true. <laughs> uh, Dude, that's crazy. Uh, I, I, I didn't know that. Uh, man. I, so we, we fought, my guild fought in, I mean... Like I personally fought in over 300 wars in the first several months of the game. And it was uh, I got super lucky with uh, the people, the core group of my guild that I played with. Fantastic people. I know a lot of people weren't as lucky to have that experience in New World. That's really what kept me in the game. It wasn't the content. That's for sure. There wasn't much of that. Uh, But like the the like we do the wars and then afterwards we would watch film together uh we we would watch each other's vods we'd watch the vods of the people that we had been fighting and that was such a rewarding fun like there's so much camaraderie there we would roast each other if someone screwed up or you know we'd we'd add a boy we'd praise each other if uh, someone did well so that was a lot of fun but i had no idea we had fought together yeah yeah, you guys slaughtered us, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that like that was that was a that was a daily occurrence. So so Burns, you you seem you like you're so approachable and so friendly about all this stuff. But I, I think you said that you were in over 300 wars, bro. You are not a casual player. You're a neckbearder. <laughs> yes, very very. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! That's a formidable That's amount. Yeah, uh, I. I tend to uh, tend to try to find, uh, yeah, that kind of neck beard, a little sweaty, uh, somewhat a chibi. Uh, she was like, oh, yeah, hey, we want to we want to have you on. Uh, we want to have a hardcore perspective. So why don't you come on Golden Feather, which I which I was on a month and a half ago. And I was like, hardcore perspective. Am I hardcore? 
And then when we were talking about it, I was like, oh, I, I guess sweaty. Yeah, I can I can get sweaty with stuff. And like the, the healing, I thought it was uh, uh, I, I set the meta on the server and this I'm not trying to brag like, but I set the, the healing meta on our server and the exact same healing meta got set on all other servers. I'm not saying I did anything revolutionary. It, our server would have done ca caught up to that if, if uh, yeah. But what, when I did it, I had healers from everywhere, every faction messaging me, hey, what's your build? What uh, what kind of gear you got? Well, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'd like, I was like, oh yeah, here's my build. And I like sent it to him. And then we get an award with people the next time. And I was like, oh crap. I gave my build to these people that were fighting. Uh, and I, I was kind of naive. And so it was a the whole new world politics experience. That was a crash course in uh, leadership generally. And I loved your guys's discussion last week about guild guild leadership and all that stuff, because there are so many implications behind that. And I can tell you've had some really successful uh, and and at times tumultuous guilds because the way you talked about that, that was a fantastic listen. Thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, I do appreciate that. And, and it is um, I'm hearing you talk about all the stuff with uh, with New World and getting sweaty with with your New World Guild and stuff. And I am seeing that for Ashes of Creation like exponentially. I think that it is going to get gnarly. And like um, I, I think just one of the one of the questions that I and I'm just throwing this one at you. It's like a hopper question. I'm going to throw this one at you just based off the conversation. But how do you think it's going to work with pre-launch or so many people like us like just building relationships and having a great time uh, having a great time doing it do you think that it would be better to have like friends and content creators and all those people together on the same server or do you think they should split and I'm why. looking for Vladis in the chat here because I, I know he's he's, right. he's lurking. <laughs> he's typing. He's typing right now. <laughs> I think it depends on your goal, right? So uh, if you got really sweaty goals, and uh, you know if you plan to achieve those goals by whatever means necessary, then yeah, probably wouldn't want to be on the server with anyone. I mean, within like anyone that you know, inside or outside of the game, because yeah, that'll that'll probably cause some drama. Uh, but uh, if if you if you want to play with friends, you want to have a good time and uh, yeah, you might have lofty goals, but you care about how you get there. Yeah, I think I think it would be worthwhile. The problem is uh, you can't have too many predators on the same prairie uh, because for better or for worse, there is scarcity in ashes. Uh, there's scarcity of castles. There's scarcity of freeholds. There's scarcity of resources. And there will be scarcity of top crafters as well. Mm. That's a good point. You know, honestly, like, there's a real part of me that feels like if we all, if we were all in a server together, like, I feel like I could separate content creator from in-game activity. But I don't think that the entire community can do that thing. <laughs> so, like, I could totally see, like, where drama could arise, you know? Yeah. But honestly... I would love if we were all in the server together because number one, that'd be hilariously fun for content. Yeah. Uh, you know, just everybody in there doing their thing, especially if we could plan stuff. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Bro, I what I want to do with that is with alpha. I want to play on the oh, same yeah. uh, alpha servers with, yeah. uh, you know, with the creators. Absolutely. Yeah. And then when it comes to launch, yeah, there's going to be, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens after, be after alpha. But yes. Yes. Yeah. Where everyone goes. I wonder if it's just going to split. But 
Um, anyway, so yeah. All right, so Burns, where can they uh, find you at on the socials and your YouTube? And when do you like what's your release cadence? What's that look like for the people? So uh, Ashes of Relation on YouTube. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I don't really I don't really I'm not super active there. And then, uh, yeah, just just YouTube pretty much. And I release content probably once a week over the past little bit. I've been doing slightly more than once a week. Uh, announced the uh, the new uh, uh, the new project that, that both you boys are, are part of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and uh, so go to my channel and, and you'll see you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, and then uh, a new episode for that, uh, which will include uh, clips w- from both of you, will be on Saturday. So uh, that'll be my next oh my video. <laughs> so the first video of the new thing is Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Outstanding. Yeah, <laughs> folks, go check it out. Um, it is it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And if you want to get the style of how Bernsey does his videos, like right off the bat, you're going to get a real good taste of it. It's just, it's funny and it's going to be fantastic. So just go, go to his channel, <laughs> check it out. Appreciate it. I love it. Oh, it's going to be a good time. All right, gentlemen. Well, it is that time of the evening where apparently my cats flip over a chair in the background. Sorry. Anyway, uh, where we discuss the November development update on the artisanship System. So for all of you who are tuning in or watching over here at Lore Force Live, we're going to be referencing the YouTube video quite a bit. That's the source uh, that uh, we're going to be referencing today. But guys, I'm just going to open this up and Bernsey, I'm going to you. What? And we'll just go wherever this takes us. There's no real rhyme or reason with this. But um, what did you think of that development update? What we saw there? I freaking loved it. It was it was so good. It was such a dude, it was such a Steven take on a classic system from MMOs, right? I mean, Steven takes these, uh, you know, usually traditional systems that have some flaws in them, but hey, they're, they're functional enough to be in most MMOs. But he takes this approach with it where he adds and removes certain elements. And so, for example, makes it so you can't specialize in everything, anything and everything. Uh, I, th- I think that was fascinating. Uh, he uh, and we should, pr- we should probably talk about that for a while. And then also the uh, sub recipe system, the recipe experience system. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because whenever we do these, not we, whenever they do those streams and, the, and these updates, you go in with knowing you're going to learn one, about one thing but it always seems like you walk away with five or six nuggets, you know, that you didn't know you were going to get that end up being great for conversational pieces and just fun to discuss and talk about. Case in point, the uh, node showcase, the recent node showcase, the mayoral showcase. I had no idea (laughs) we were going to find out about commodities. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, uh, so player commodities and then node commodities, which are completely separate things. They don't really even have any overlap yet that we know of. Uh, and I, I like rewatched that live stream and that live stream, I would say, is like t- maybe number one for me for this year. When initially right after I, I watched it, I was like, oh, <laughs> we didn't get to see any nodes level up. We just saw the same thing over it. Uh, but then when I rewatched, it, I was like, oh, holy crap, there was a lot to that. Mm. Yeah, and that's yeah. the beauty of, of what they're doing is they are in each one of these showcases, they are they seem to be upping the bar a bit with the amount of information that they're that they're giving, but they're doing it in in a very, very good flow. 
Um, so, and, and the only reason I know this is because the last three I've been tasked with taking notes and, you know, just uh, like bullet pointing all the stuff. So I'm, I'm trying to watch, but I'm like feverishly typing because there is so much information getting listed. And, you know, to go back to the way that they're doing it, the one thing that I really, I really love, and this is this kind of a little bit of a sidebar, but I love the way that Steven interacts with his employees. You can tell that Intrepid is just a super fun and open working environment because they're always joking with each other. There was something that I was re-listening today again in preparation for the show and I was just driving around with uh, with the YouTube video playing listening to the audio and there was a part that I contemplated not covering but I, I have to cover it because I was Christmas shopping today and I was laughing my ass off in the car all by myself which probably looked incredibly creepy but it was really funny. So in regards to uh, Stephen had had gotten to the agricultural uh, vendor or the agriculture. I forget what you what you what you call that guy. What was he called? The agricultural supply. Right. So he's at the agricultural supply and he's trying to get some stuff done to get to get some of his artisanship stuff leveled up so he can make the sword he needs. And he's talking about how the NPC is is reacting to him. Like, does does this guy even know who he's talking to? <laughs> so that kind of cracked me up. But there was one part where if you, if you weren't paying attention, you would have missed it. But Steven said, wait, what's this? He wants me to show him my crude sickle. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Who it was, because Mike, Corey, Alex, and Nathan were all there. And I'm not sure which one of them said it, but one of them said, you should do that and we'll turn away. <laughs> I just, I lost it because I did not, it, it was, I was so lost in taking notes when, when it was live that I missed that. And so the way that they intermix all of this information in and then he will bring on his developers, you know, at certain times he might not like see or maybe even talk to these developers for weeks at a time. But when he does, he always welcomes them as his glorious developers, this or that. And I, I, I love that. I think it really adds to the spirit of every one of these development diaries or the development updates when they when they do this. And it, it lets us all a little bit behind the veil to see that with all this work going on, the work environment there is really, really, it's fun and inviting. And that is what is going to make this game really good is the passion behind these people. And he's so respectful with his employees too. Like, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll joke mm -hmm. and stuff, but he, he's never demeaning. I mean, this guy is worth tens of millions of dollars and, and he's so respectful with these people. And it's great to see that. And then also the fact that they can joke with him. Uh, it's not just like him joking and everyone and all the yes men. Ha ha ha. You're so funny. No, like their yeah. joke, it, it's, it goes back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And honestly, and they've, They've brought it up. So when we were getting ready to launch Loreforged, I was just devouring these development updates, trying to get caught up from three years of just, you know, what yeah. has taken place. And so I would listen to them in audio form when I would drive into work. And so as I'm driving into work, it was brought up numerous times about the, the hiring. And typically they do that, you know, the studio update section, right? And they talk about how 
one month they hired seven people out of 2,000 applicants. And I'm just like, whoa, you know, in just incredible uh, amount of people. But also the thing that stood out to me was just how the follow-up with that was the camaraderie that they that they do have there and how it feels like a family and how important like that's a part of the hiring process is hey how's this person going to fit in the family kind of thing you know so with all of us seeing so many MMOs being developed over the years and just kind of seeing how things kind of play out sometimes whether better or for worse it's refreshing in a lot of ways to see a company that is you know, where the owner can take one on the chin and laugh about it and, you know, everyone can have a good time and just have fun and make jokes and make a great game. And we're in this space, in the MMO space, where MMO players, we we play every release because we get so few of them, you know? And it's just so special, I think, just to have a company that's like, hey, this is us, this is our game, come have some fun. It's cool. Yeah, they can really they can laugh at that at each other, and I think that is that shows in each one of these development showcases. And I really think that is going to show in the quality of work that comes out of the studio. Burns, I want to uh, take a little bit of a turn here and talk a, a, a little bit about some of the other MMOs uh, that you've played in the past, or you know maybe some of your past history with with playing different games. And how would you feel that this artisan system, which is you know a, a for lack of a better term, it's that's the term they're using for their crafting and gathering system. But how would you feel that that artisan, how this artisan system for Ashes of Creation compares to, you know, say some of your favorite or your least favorite other MMOs out there? So there were things about New World's crafting that were fantastic. There were things about World of Warcraft that I liked. Uh, I mean, ESO. Uh, uh, and then uh, I played uh, SWOTOR for a little bit, but played it like a solo game. I didn't I didn't really play uh, with the guild. Uh, so the crafting in Ashes, I think, is taking the good things of other MMOs and leaving the bad things. So uh, the good things it's taking um, the uh, the like the experience you gain from crafting certain things. I thought that was fascinating. I've re-listened to that part maybe five, six times just to try to figure out, okay, wait, what are they talking about? So there are different, uh, there's uh, the things you need to put in and then there's the things you can put in. Uh, I'll, I'll have to have to uh, get, the, get the wording on that right, but there's uh, the optional and the, the mandatory. So you can change out the on the mandatory items uh, that are materials that go into building an item. You can change out the rarity on those and that'll increase the rarity of the item. You can also uh, so on the optional uh, materials, you can change those out and it will create a different product. So these are different sub recipes. And then if you make, you know, the whatever the the sword that he made, the the night, the night, the nightman sword, whatever it was called. Yeah, was it the night stalker sword or something like that, yeah. which actually looked really cool. I think it was the night blade. Night blade. That's it. Thank you. Master of the night blade. Uh, so uh, the, the night blade cometh. OK, so, yeah, the <laughs> the, the the night blade, uh, if you make a bunch of those, uh, then you can your skill in that will increase. And so people can niche down even more to develop names for themselves on their servers to get reputational stuff. Oh, hey, uh, do you, you want a Nightblade? You know who makes the best Nightblade? 
jibs go over to go over to jibs at at this at this node on maybe the other continent or whatever and that is going to provide so many unique social opportunities and it's the social stuff that keeps people in mmos i think so it's it's taking the best from other systems and then it's leaving the bad stuff for example the uh uh, how how like in new world you could be anything and everything i like that it's making scarcity and you have to pick so on that note when you're talking about crafting like particularly particular items that um getting the experience for how do you think that's going to affect guilds yeah it'll probably make people niche down even further so what's interesting is when you have a big enough guild you're going to have people who have the same profession and there's going to be some level of, oh you know hey that guy's a better weaponsmith than me and oh he he's higher level than i am or oh he but what you can do though is you can niche down let's say you know let's say i'm in i'm in your guys's guild and you make the best night blade you're you're way ahead of me in terms of like uh experience with all the different recipes and stuff i can get i can put all my money into one unique recipe that you don't have and i can niche down into that i can i can make a bunch of those so i make these solid axes everyone's like oh go to burns he's the best axe smith for making the the day man axe and uh and so uh they like you can still find ways to be helpful in your guild with this system and i think that's fantastic yeah i agree i think it's going to build a lot more camaraderie too you know when you start to you talk special basically specialization you know per character and it just makes it to where it can really be a communal experience it's you know you mentioned eso and eso we were there for i think three years and when we were there playing it's uh, from a crafting standpoint, everybody can do everything, and it totally took out the the need for dependency on another player or that com- the camaraderie that could have developed had not everybody be able to do everything, you know. And so, I think you're right. I think you're going to see a lot of people niche down. I know I'll probably be one of those people because I'm not going to be able to neckbeard every part of the game all the time. So it'll be like, hey, I am awesome at making hammers. Cool. That's my thing, making hammers, whatever. So, you know, like that makes a lot more sense, I think, for a lot more casual people as well. And it's exciting, too, because it still allows us to be valuable. You know, like parents working 40, you know, you were talking 100 hour weeks, you know, people who are working crazy hour weeks that they still want to play and be viable. Well, they they can still do that thing, you know. I definitely didn't do any gaming during residency. That was a that was a dark, dark black hole of my life. (laughs) I was in the I lived in the hospital. And but then I always had in my mind, I was like, you know what? When I'm done with residency, then I'm going to start gaming again and I'm going to go hard. (laughs) Well, you did during New World. Well done. I'm still (laughs) picking up my pride from all this. (laughs) We're going to talk about this afterwards. Absolutely. You know, one of the um, one of the things that I've been saying about this game since we started covering it was that it feels to me like. Ashes of Creation is a melting pot of all of the best aspects of every MMO that you've ever loved. Um, and when I think about crafting uh, the, the artisanship system in particular, and they even mentioned it in the video, uh, in, the, um, in the dev update, it really does feel very Star Wars Galaxies. And having, having been a veteran of that game, I remember specifically going after certain items in the game. And I remember when I had to find those items, I would literally have to talk in like global chat or city chat and 
ask people, hey, who is who's the go to weaponsmith in, you know, in Coronet or who's the go to weaponsmith in, you know, whatever, whatever city I was in. And invariably, somebody would pass me on to somebody and say, give me coordinates for where their shop was. And the person did not have to be online, but you would travel out on your speeder to their shop. And I, I just remember I would I just remember that distinct sound of those of those um, uh, like facility or shop doors opening just, you know, in Star Wars, um, Star Wars fashion. They would open up and then you'd come in and, you know, this is what circa 2002, 2003. So it would take a second for everything to load in this shop because it was just packed with stuff. And then all of a sudden it would just completely load and you would see T21s and E11s and all this stuff just displayed on on the wall in this weaponsmith's shop. And I just remember the feeling that that gave me like, I wonder how long it took this SOB to make all of this (laughs) shit. (laughs) And it, it, but I was, I would be so impressed. And then lo and behold, you know, you're paying a lot of credits to get the very best items in the on that server in the game at that time because this was the dude and you sometimes you would just save and save and save and save until you could afford it and it would be so worth it to spend the credits and get that super high-end item and i see this happening in ashes of creation just because of the love that they are giving to the systems that were in star wars galaxies and they have that crafter relevancy as a major part of the game. So I'm myself, I'm very, very excited to to see who the best the who the best people are at animal husbandry or you know cooking right before you go out. Just like Sonny's talking about, oh, I want to sell, you know, this stuff in my tavern. So people visit my freehold and buy my materials when they're getting ready to go out and do a big raid or that, you know, they're going out and, and they're going to explore and they want such and such buffs. So it is, it, it is creating a very niche thing within the community. And, and like you were saying earlier, Burns, like it, it is, it's going, there's going to be a cap on it. There, there's going to be some very exclusive things happening in very exclusive places in the game. And I'm just super excited for that feel again. Uh, so Sonny's going to have his diner. Do you, do you guys plan on uh, on running businesses? No, no way, dude. There's cockroaches in that thing. We're not <laughs> doing that. I mean, like... Uh, the health department's already health, closed it down. They, absolutely. The Crimean Health Department. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he He's all... Uh, that's one of our goals, is to get him a freehold yeah. for his tavern and get him to be a mayor. Because, yes. gosh, that guy would... I feel like in to be a successful mayor, it takes a certain kind of really like any profession in real life. Like it takes a certain kind of person to do that, you know. And so like with him in a game like this is that's up right up his alley. So like we're like, okay, get him a tavern, get him a city (laughs) and just watch him go and avoid all the cockroaches in his diner. But, you know, like I think it's going to be a good time no matter what. Um, You know, you talk about having stalls, you know, cash and, and ashes and. I'm going to be honest, dude. Like, that's one thing I genuinely look forward to. I don't, I would love a freehold because I'm an Indiana boy and I love farming. I love horses. So, hey, if I could do that in Ashes, heck yeah, I'm all aboard. You walk by and I'm sitting there milking cow like, you know, Stephen did. 
Heck yeah. How, how, okay. How about Cash talking about funny Steven moments? Remember when Steven was like, they're like, oh, you can milk this cow. And he's like, the cow has horns. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if so I should good. milk this thing. I do remember that. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, we don't so have good. a. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a cow. We have a bull. <laughs> I'm going to go wash up. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, man. Oh, I look forward to it. For for myself, I I really am looking into diving into the uh, the hunter aspect of of being a ranger. Um I don't know necessarily that I that I want to have a stall someplace. Uh it might turn out being that way, but I really want to be um I want to hunt. And I want to tan. So I want to be I want to be a grandmaster tanner so that I can sell those materials. I can sell the best hides to um, to crafters. That's really kind of what I want to do. I think it, it will. There's going to be times where I'm just going to kind of want to zone out and, you know, maybe not do group content, but just want to go hunt. Um, and I, I kind of get into my characters that way and I can just kind of go off into the into the wilderness and explore and and do that kind of stuff. But really, I think that's that's the niche that I want to hit right off the bat. And if that's that's what I do right off the bat to, to make some money and, you know, put some you know, coin in my coin purse, then I think that's uh, that's where I want to land. So, Burns, what did you think about the crafting UI overall from what we saw in that update? Crafting UI, I thought it looked good. Uh, I thought it was functional, which is amazing because... It's very complex. There are a lot of little things that they showed off, which sure the UI, I mean, it doesn't doesn't have all the the wood trim and all it's it's not, you know, it hasn't been engineered to to like be a dopamine hit when when you see certain things. But <laughs> uh, the the it showed off the back end programming, which is stout. Like it, it looks like it is very capable and the things that they have set up for that looks fantastic. What were your thoughts? I feel the same way. I'll, I'm going to be honest. And it's um, I feel like the more and more these development updates go that just the the more it becomes this way in my eyes. I like the fact that it's I don't mean this derogatory, but it the UI in a lot of ways looks very vintage, like old school MMOs. Very straightforward. No extra bells and whistles and huge neon glowing and everything like no. Hey, bro. Here's what it is. It's super functional. We get the job done. And it looks pretty. And I love that. I love the fact that it's so incredibly simple. Because I'm incredibly simple. (laughs) (laughs) I can attest. It's true. True. It's true. (laughs) But no, honestly, it's just, I loved it. I love, every time I see the UI, it's always like just an extra treat, you know, on these these updates. Because it's simple. It's old school in a lot of ways to me. It doesn't have a lot of like foo foo stuff all over the place. It's it's good. I like it. One thing, I think it needs though. Like when he leveled up, for example, there was that kind of green thing that went up, yeah. and uh, it, that needs more. Obviously, I mean this is like pre-alpha two stuff. Right. Obviously, there's gonna be more. But uh, New World, they implemented it after because the game released as a beta uh, and so they like when you would level up with an artisan skill it then like was a big deal on the screen and it told you what level you were and stuff yeah. that was nice and I anticipate them doing something more like that later and if they don't then that's probably going to be a lot of fee- maybe I'll make a video on it yeah no that's a good point like and, and that was one thing you know you mentioned Swotor earlier I remember the level up animations in Swotor and it was always a celebration you know, whenever yeah. you'd go from like eight, nine, ten, whatever their level was. 
but yeah making it a little bit more of a celebration and obviously it's like not the main leveling track by any means but it's an important leveling track so yeah i i totally agree i think that that'd be making it more of a personal moment would be very fitting i love that you called it a dopamine dump <laughs> that makes me laugh because it, and I totally agree with you on the on the fanfare. It does need to be upped a little bit. Um, I don't need like the I'm not one of those like, oh, instant satisfaction, guys. I have to like I, I need everybody to see what I did. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But ever wide announcement. <laughs> I want to have a little private celebration every every time I level up. So, yeah, I, I would like to see. Uh, maybe a little bit more love. And I know that this, that the UI and these animations, these are not final at all. It's all this stuff is still a work in progress. There's still a lot of work to be done. Um, so with the level up thing, yes, agree with you hundred percent. I am going to disagree about the simplicity of the UI. I love the fact that it's simple. I love the fact that it's classic but I have two different branches I can take it here. One going with a very classic, or maybe you do have some very classic taverny, um, uh, medieval themed wood grain, very nice, very pretty um, backgrounds and such on the UI. That would be super cool, classic RPG with some flavor. But at the same time, I did fall into the freaking trap of falling in love with new worlds, new style, modern UI. Mm. I loved it. That was one of the things that got me the most. And I do see a little bit of that in ashes of creation. And when I say that, I mean, specifically, it reminded me a lot of new world when he was going through that uh, through that crevasse in the Highwayman Hills, and he comes through, and then the location just very, very gently, very subtly, but very classically just pops right up on the screen in front of him. And I went, that's like New World, and I freaking love that. So if they could do some nice mix of making it more classic yet with a modern touch... Oh my gosh, it would absolutely get me because I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. One of the first things that caught me above the visuals of New World was how freaking beautiful and sleek their UI was. Mm. I dug it. So there, stick that in your craw and smoke it. <laughs> well, I'm offended. So, what did you guys, there's, there's a comment in, in chat that made me think. Uh, there's there's a podcast called The Voices of Era. It's with Is There No One Else and some other guy. I can't remember yeah. his name. Uh, but uh, I can't. I just can't remember. Uh, but, well played. But do you need a reminder? Oh, a reminder. That would be nice to have a reminder, but I don't think I It'd need it. It'd be really fine. nice. It's fine. What's up, man? Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us tonight. So uh, I, th I think Nice brought up a really good point that um, uh, when it was like uh, uh, you had to pick the class, right? It had you had to either pick your two grand mastery professions in either uh, gathering, refining, or crafting, and now you can split them. They don't have to be in the same one. What's your guys' take on that? I'm very, I'm very happy about that. It gives us a, a little bit more flexibility. I know it was a, it was a recent change, but you know, just like I was saying, that gives me the ability to grandmaster hunting, 
and to Grandmaster Tanning. That's exactly what I wanted to do, and I wouldn't have been able to do that and supply the very best things to my uh, to my crafters. So it, I think it opens things up quite a bit. And let's let's go through that a little bit. So you can be an apprentice in five things, a journeyman in four things, a master in three, and a grandmaster in two. So the grandmaster thing is really where you are going to truly specialize in the things that you're doing, but it still makes you insanely effective to be able to gather and craft those um, like the lesser resources that are still going to be viable in endgame. Don't forget those those um, some of the things that you're going to use at the very beginning of the game are still going to be required to make base items, which will be the catalyst for much, much more powerful items in crafting later on. So there is, that's what a lot of that crafter relevancy is all about too, um, is that, you know, even lower level items are going to be very, very coveted. But I like the change. I'm, I'm very, very excited about being able to do exactly what I wanted to do in the game as an artisan. What do you think, Chips? So... I'm really glad you brought this up. It, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways for me, I like this change. There's a part of me that wonders if it's too much, but there's the majority of me feels like this is the right move, and here's why. Remember when, uh, Burns, did you play Wildstar? No, uh, that was, yeah, uh, med school and residency. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very dark time in your life. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Wildstar brought back hardcore MMO gameplay mm. when the market wasn't ready for it. It was the the players from it was trying to grab a hold of players from the vanilla Warcraft experience. So you know the hardcore 40 man raids, all you know, just that very hardcore scene. And the market wasn't ready for it yet. I feel like if Ashes of Creation kept it the old system, and I don't necessarily just mean like in this instance, but let me use this as, as an example. If they would have kept it in the old version, I feel as though it would may have been too much, a little too hardcore for the the MMO population. And I'm and I don't want to take away from the fact that this game is for a very specific it's a for a specific kind of player. It's not for everybody. Steven said that numerous times, right? But you also want to garner the MMO audience of what is what is the atmosphere of the MMO genre currently? Where is it at? And I feel like you don't want to you don't want to make decisions that completely cut you off from those people. So having giving a my point is giving a little leeway even though it may not be a thousand percent what I'm looking for, or maybe, you know, maybe I feel like maybe it's just opened up a little, maybe a little too much. Overall, I feel like this will be better for getting the general population of MMO players. It's more inviting for them, knowing that they can master two things than just one. So I feel like from a population standpoint for the game, I feel like this will probably be inviting. It's much better than having everybody be able to do everything because that waters it down like insanely. And they they're they want to funnel people toward group play and collaboration and cooperation with with others. And 
I know there's a lot of people out there that, that play the game that are going to play the game solo. And like, that's fine. There's certainly a place for that. And there's certainly a way for lone wolfers to contribute to a note for sure. But at the same time, this is a massively multiplayer online game. People should be grouping. And I love the fact that through this system, it's a very, it's a very needed system. People are going to need the best gear. The best gear are going to come from Grandmaster Crafters. In order for that Grandmaster Crafter to be successful, in order for you to get that gear in your hands, there is a process that takes place from the animals on the ground that somebody is having to kill through acquiring magical items and refining and processing that stuff until a crafter can finally make it and it ends up in your hands. I would love to see how many people, which would have been a really good thing for us to do when that video came out. Maybe we'll watch that video and see how many hands that those items have to touch before they can end up as an end product. And I think that's a beautiful thing that not everybody can do everything all at once. I thought it was interesting. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree. Not everyone can do everything. Love that. Uh, uh, Steven's always been like, hey, two uh, different things to, to master. And, and then the change now with it being more flexible. If you're if you're looking on a spectrum of hardcore to casual, this is a half step towards more casual. So it's it's an interesting move. Uh, it'll be interesting to test it out. Uh, but, you know, if uh, Stecano made a video about this and there was some some host on or some guest on there, I can't remember his name, but uh, it's, it's <laughs> like there was there was like a movement towards a little bit more casual. And th let's say what if Steven says, oh, actually, we're, we're actually going to bump it up to three. Then everyone's going to be like, oh, great. Then I can be a, I can be a skinner. I can be a tanner. And then I can be a leather worker, too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it's it's going to be finding that balance between hardcore and casual that makes it doable. So so I can see what you're saying, Cash, where, yeah, that that fits your what you want, because you want to be able to skin and then you want to be able to tan. And then you take those leather products and then give them to someone to craft stuff with. So. I can see how it, it, it fits that well. It gives people more flexibility. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be good to test out the hardcore to casual spectrum. Yeah. And I think by like for myself, you know, in, in simplifying and I don't know exactly how tanning per se is, is going to work. But I would imagine, you know, once you get like the best leathers from some of the hardest things to hunt, then there's going to be and the ability as as a grandmaster tanner to be able to infuse that say with essence and then that is the material that's the the very highly sought after material that you sell to a crafter so that they can make you know leather armor pieces or something like that i just i i want to see that fleshed out more and i just don't think that that um the the systems are either there yet or they're really showing that to us yet um the other thing that I'm very, very interested to see, which I was a little surprised I didn't see with this, but there wasn't much talking about it, but was surveying. Mm -hmm. uh, the surveying yeah. thing, I think, is maybe if that gets added later, that would be awesome. But surveying for resources, if you're not sure what that is, basically would be a way to survey for resources to see what areas of um, the uh, of the ground that you're in or the area that you're in will have richer resources for you to uh, to focus on for say like you know if you're if you're mining or things like that and that is very much 
very much a Star Wars Galaxies system, which I loved. Um, Burns, I, I wanted to, I, I love this conversation that we're having about about the ins and outs of the artisanship. Um, the one thing that I wanted to hit as, as we kind of close out the topic is what do you think mostly stands out to you as the, the most unique part about this system or what part about artisanship as presented really resonates with you? Uh, I like the scarcity of it. I like how, because uh, when I was in the early days of New World, my guild, we had a few people who were who were getting their skills up. And uh, like my buddy Tom was an arcanist. Everyone knew, hey, you like he was probably the best arcanist on the server. Because do you remember all the chess runs that people had to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. that's that's an aside. Like when... <laughs> You should make the most fun content have the best rewards. New World was like, oh, no, let's make the worst, most mind numbing content have the yeah. best rewards. <laughs> let's go grind out in the Shattered Mountains uh, for hours on end. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Poor and, New World. And even uh, Morningdale, <laughs> which is the top right part of the map, there was a chest run you could do, which would drop best like the, the top tier stuff. And that was terrible, man, because at least in Shattered Mountain, you would go with friends to do these chest runs. And that was, you know, that had some charm. But uh, friggin' Morningdale, you just go by yourself. It's it would be these trains of solo players running all these weird chest runs. That was terrible. But anyways, my friend Tom, he got one of the it was the the, the crafting trophies had three tiers, the, the lowest and the highest tier. Those dropped fairly frequently, but the one in the middle didn't hardly ever it dropped once on the server and it was to my buddy tom so he was the the you know best arcanist and i used him and i made life staffs all over i cornered the life staff market and i it was a fantastic period of time <clears throat> but eventually other people caught up and the the people who caught up then they were specialized in anything and everything and so it didn't feel unique these uh, you know, the part of these, like part of my buddy, Tom, his identity was gone as a result, which, which was, uh, which was sad because everyone's like, oh man, Tom, you know, the best arcanist. Now it's just like, oh, Tom, an arcanist. An arcanist. <laughs> Poor Tom. <laughs> I know. And I don't, I don't want to see that happen here. I, I mm. want to see, I want to see certain crafters make a good solid run for as long as they want until, you know, they fall off or they're not doing that anymore and somebody else, you know, takes the helm on it. But I really would like to see people get making a name for themselves on the server and it's sticking. Like, that is so unique to me. And it, it's insanely new, uh, unique for modern MMOs for right now because it's just, it's unprecedented right now. Think about the business relationships. So, like, you're going to be uh, a, uh, a skinner and then a tanner. Your best business relationships are going to be with the leather workers. Like yeah. you are going to have these weird business relationships with the leather. You are going to know all of the leather workers, maybe on your continent or something on, on one side of one side of Vera, because there's there's going to be a limited number of them. And you are going to be able to have the best leather to provide them to make your to make your special chaps or whatever, you know? Yeah. And imagine the trickle down effect from that, too. If you have the best, if you have the best material for whatever uh, craft craft you're doing, right? And there's people all the way down the line that count on your materials. Imagine having to get your materials from point A to point B 
and have to worry about bandits along the road, you think you're going to have some people there that are going to help your product get to its destination? It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful system. And, and along with that, along with the fact that you're going to have those mechanics in the game, that is where we are going to make our stories. Our stories will come from events like that. I needed to get a shipment of my best leathers, my best hands to so-and-so crafter three nodes away. And because of that, I had people show up in droves and it just so happens they were all leather wearers or leather workers because they needed that commodity to make it there. I can't wait for that. It's going to happen in Ashes of Creation. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I th- that's just going to make the whole gathering side, like I'm watching Gladys Gaming chat, so that's why I want to be a gatherer. You know, like on that whole yep. experience as a gatherer, especially while you're moving a caravan with goods that you absolutely care about. Oh, absolutely. Wizzy says she wants to gather corpses. Does that count as useful? <laughs> <laughs> Wizzy, you are way too nice to be that evil in game. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love it. So, I love it. Burns, where can the people find you? And do you have any exciting teases for projects coming up? Anything you're working on? Okay, I will. I will. I didn't say the name of it earlier, but I will now. So, yeah, you can find me Ashes of Relation YouTube um, and then on Twitter. Uh, I'm kind of on Twitter. And then, uh, yeah, I'm working on. Uh, so Steven has a fantastic vocabulary. Uh, there have been studies that show the bigger someone's vocabulary is, the generally the, the smarter they are. And Steven's very big. He says the word bespoke all the time. Like he says it, I mean, like a lot. And and I had to look up what bespoke meant, I, you know, through context, because I kind of figured it out. But I was like, oh, that's a, so I looked it up. And uh, so uh, I am. Uh, yeah, I, I'm interviewing a bunch of creators. I ask them all the same questions, series of questions. And then each episode will be uh, different questions that I have asked the creators. And then I'm going to splice those together and, and ship them out. So uh, you can watch my trailer for the series coming up. Uh, so I, I released that yesterday. And then the first episode of my bespoke uh, uh, series will be Saturday. Perfect. It's beautiful. It'll be very bespoke. The trailer was so funny. Watching the, the <laughs> clips you pulled from everybody, I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. How <laughs> I long to did it with take you? you? Your eyebrows. Your... Yeah. <laughs> So, dude, that it, it it came together so seamlessly just because talking with you guys and you know a few of the other creators like Zillin, freaking Q, <laughs> some of the things he said, just just gold, right? Like, and so uh, when when I could splice some of those together, it was super quick. It was super fun. I and then I sent it to you guys uh, just in advance, like, hey, what do you think? And positive reception is like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead with this then. Oh yeah, you definitely. So need to get I appreciate it. your help. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. We we absolutely love having you on the show, and and I can say having you as a friend. I think it's it's this is really going to be a pretty amazing experience. Uh, creating for Ashes of Creation, trying to trying to bring more people into the space to see the game, uh, get their eyes on it, and and hopefully fall in love with it like we have, and and then get their hands on it eventually when Alpha Two comes out and all the um, the subsequent test phases, and then the game launch. That is our ultimate goal. And I got to tell you, man, you're just you're doing a great great job. There's some just fantastic content creators out there just doing such good 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 work. 
and we're so blessed to be a part of it. So thanks for being on with us, man. Appreciate Dude, you. My yeah. pleasure. I'm, I'm sorry to miss out on Sonny. Uh, uh, he's, he's probably going to be on season two of Bespoke. Uh, but uh, hey, uh, anytime you guys, you guys let me know and I'll come join. I did want to say one thing. So Galwood, uh, I'm sure you guys have heard that name, seen, seen, seen oh, him yeah. in chat. Oh, Fantastic yeah. takes. Uh, general, he disagreed with me one time and that was a terrible take of his. But but otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it was a great otherwise. He has great takes. I Galwood, I recommend you content create. I think more content creators make more like it's it's almost a self-feeding machine that we have mm -hmm. where it generates hype and it benefits everyone. So yep. uh, if, if you're if you're thinking about content creating, I mean, this this goes to anyone who's listening. If you're thinking about doing it, do it. This community is special. Getting to talk to to guys like Jibs and Cash, you know, this is special. It's a fun experience. I recommend content creating. So uh, go out and do it. Yeah, I'm glad you said that, man. If you need any help, reach out. Absolutely. Like that, we are all about that. I, I would Absolutely. I would venture to guess there are no content creators in the Ashes space that would not help. So yep. if you have questions or if anybody wants to learn how to content create, then shit, man, get a hold of us. Good Happy people. Good people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Come join us in the content creation world. Ugh. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. This was a Loreforge podcast, episode 18. We hope you enjoyed yourself here. Thank you so much for pushing play, whether it's on YouTube and all the comments, interactions we get to have with you all there or over on our podcast, RSS feeds. If you enjoyed what you heard, let us know. Take a moment and leave a review on whatever podcast app you're using for every five star written review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on the air. And gentlemen, we have one today from our good friend and she's in chat. Wada from the U.S. of A. She says, I started listening to podcasts as few years, a few years back when I was looking for a well-rounded ESO podcast, a podcast that gave updates about the game, some lore and some tips for gameplay. I came across Lore Seekers, which Jibs and Cash hosted at the time. They had all that. Uh, I'm sorry. They had all that in their episodes, plus a bit of humor. When I found out that they were going to do a podcast about Ashes of Creation, I knew I had to listen. Where else was I going to get all the details about the game, discussions about possibilities of what could happen, and conversations about the dev updates? Now I get the added bonus of signing to the Loreforge team, making each episode a perfect blend of each host's perspective, but they managed to throw in a dash of silliness from time to time to keep it lighthearted and informative. Informative. Give these guys a listen. You won't regret it. That's so kind of you. Thank you so much. Thank you, which are super sweet. You know, I, I do try and keep the podcast very, very professional, but I have to deal with a couple of dingbats on a weekly basis. So it kind of screws me. You shouldn't over talk a about bit. Burns like that. You know, it's the no, first time he's a guest. I would never disparage Burns. Why you got to be like that? <laughs> anyway, you can call us if you want. 516-875-1776. Keep your voicemails around a minute or less. You want to play on the show? Like good old Victor and. Uh, what do we call him? Box Sunnies? Slayer. Yeah, bonk, there it is. <laughs> you can always Victor. email us as well at loreforgedhq at gmail.com. Cash. Uh, visit us on our website, loreforge.com. There's links there for everything that we're doing. Uh, most specifically, our YouTube channel that you can find at youtube.com forward slash at loreforged. Uh, follow us on Twitch. If you're listening to this live, then you're already here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for following. Twitch.tv forward slash loreforgedhq. 
Don't forget about our Patreon. Our Patreon is a fun little community. We're uh, harnessing a pretty fun little community there. One of the best things that you get out of that is our After Dark show where Cash says the <laughs> F word way more than I do here. Um, it's it's just super fun. We we just pour a drink and kind of download about what we're doing uh, with the with the community, with the show, uh, projects that we have going on. And then we talk ashes, obviously, of course, as well. And you can find us there at patreon.com forward slash loreforged HQ. Um, you can join our Discord community. Uh, Discord community is open for everybody, including content creators. And uh, this is, you know, fan for fans of Ashes and folks who just want to hop in and play games. And hey, if you want to learn about content creation or about starting a guild, hop in and we can we can chit chat about that, too. You can follow us on X. Jibs is at Jibs IRL. Myself is at Cash Quests. Sonny is at you, of Coruscant, until we can get him to change that from a uh, Star Wars uh, tag. <laughs> Twitter address. <laughs> Hopefully he's listening to this in a couple days. Anyway, uh, and then most importantly, don't forget to follow the show at Loreforged HQ. Don't forget. What are you saying? Mention the calls, phone calls. What oh, are you talking about? No, you want to call gonna, us? No, no. I just mean the, the, when you're on the Patreon bit. So we, all our phone calls that we had, we recorded our phone calls when we were prepping to launch Loreforged. And oh, like they you mean all those things months ago that I would have totally forgotten had you not said that the phone call. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The whole journey, so, man. It was a good time. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, we do have some pretty cool stuff on Patreon. And, and one, uh, uh, several of those are actual recorded phone calls of us talking about, we just hit record in the middle of phone conversations we did a three way uh, when we were doing planning for the very very start of the show and it's they're actually they're pretty fun to listen to i mean i'm on them and they were pretty fun to listen to just a lot of back and forth and jargon and such so anyway friends we are still fundraising for extra life until the end of the year if you have not uh, uh, given to extra life and you feel that you would like to do so you can go to extra-life.org and search loreforged and you'll find our team and you can uh, make a donation for children's hospitals there we have a couple of discord members this week some new discord members in our server we have polars and then somebody who is very quickly becoming one of our favorites, Wizzy McNasty, joined our Discord this week. So thank you very much for that. And um, look forward to this show coming out uh, next Monday. And then um, a video, our videos every uh, Friday and shorts in between. There you go. So there's that. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, Burns, dude, you're awesome. You're making great content. We're so stoked to call you friend. Have you here, man. Appreciate you. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week right here on Lore Forge. Take care. Peace, love, and honeybees! <laughs> <laughs>